and welcome to another episode of SIUC Veterinary Services on the Hoof podcast series for Vets in Practice. In this episode, we will be looking at testing requirements and paperwork for sheep and goat health schemes uh, with reference to MV and CAE accreditation schemes. I'm Alison Braddock, and to make this podcast easier to follow, we have divided it up into three parts. Part one is getting MVCAE accredited. Part two is maintaining MV or CAE accreditation. And part three is adding animals to an MV or CAE accredited flock or herd. I will be talking with Dave Wilson, Veterinary Manager of the Health Schemes, and uh, really pleased to have him here. Hello and welcome to this podcast, Dave. Hi, thanks, Alison. Yeah, no, great to be here. Yes, it's good good to have you here. Um, So we've got various scenarios that we can look at um, for a vet who's been asked to test um, animals in the premium sheep and goat health schemes. So we will kick off with part one, getting the flock or herd MV or CAE accredited. So I'll kick off with the first scenario, Dave. Um, So a vet has been contacted by the client who wants to join the premium sheep and goat health schemes and the client believes that they have bought in accredited animals and they want to start a new flock. So what do they need to do, Dave? Um, Well, the first thing would be um, they need to be a member of the uh, the scheme so they would uh, yeah. there's membership uh, documents that they need to fill out and they um, you can get those online or you or the client can um, uh, get in touch with the, the team here and we can send them out yeah. um, so join they have to be a member of the the scheme and um, the holding needs to have a premises check by by a vet uh, in theory, before the animals move on, but but certainly um, before they need to be um, represented as as accredited. Um, so the, the the premises check involves um, checking that the, the the premises are sufficient to meet the requirements of the scheme for biosecurity, uh, etc., and it also um, uh, identifies the animals and the holdings where they've come from. So. Um, the, the team here will, will check over to make sure that they've come from uh, accredited holdings. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you also need to certify that, that there's not been a breakdown in biosecurity from purchase to, to getting, them on the, getting them on the farm. So they basically need the premises check um, and the, to join the scheme. Those documents come to us here at St. Boswell's um, and providing that all checks out um they uh they can be considered accredited uh, at that point um and then they do uh, they do their first routine test in 6 to 12 months after that okay thank you dave that's really useful so and and you're talking about documents so the documents can be found on our website uh, sheepandgoathealth.co.uk yeah uh, and in terms of buying in accredited animals how does the um, client know that those those animals are actually accredited, and and the accredited the accreditation is still valid? 
Yeah, well, the um, the seller should have a, a current certificate um, mm -hmm. of accreditation, um, which um, should accompany the animals. Um, if they've given permission to for us to release the data, they will also be on the um, online members database, which is searchable by by breed and region and disease. Um, and if there's uh, if if there is uncertainty uh, about that, um, you could query it with the team here at St Boswell's, who can uh, who can can check the the status of um, of um, purchased animals. Thanks, Dave. That's that's really useful. So, um, from a, from another scenario, so uh, a vet has a client who wants to become a member of the Sheep and Goat Health Scheme, um, but they've bought in animals or they've already got animals on the holding, uh, and they're not MV or CAE accredited. So, Dave, what what would they need to do? The process is slightly different for uh, for breeding flocks and others they, the 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 main the mainstay of the scheme is breeding flocks and that's the reason it's there really it's to credit breeding flocks to produce um accredited stock um, for, for sale um so for for a breeding flock um they would need to go through um two qualifying tests uh, 6 to 12 months apart um, the qualifying tests usually consist of all animals 12 months of age uh, and older mm -hmm. uh, on the on the holding. So if there are younger lambs uh, present at, at the time either the, the tests are taken, uh, in this case, I mean, they are not sampled and they will become accredited along with the flock, um, provided that the, you know, the rest of the biosecurity rules and everything are met. Um, during the qualifying period, that those that flock can't contact either accredited or non-accredited animals. They really need to be isolated for that for that period. That's a good point. Uh, otherwise, yeah. um, one or the other would lose their accreditation mm -hmm. or, or their status. Um, it is possible um, for, to do a, a smaller first qualifying test in some uh, situations. That the second qualifying test is always everything over twelve months of age. Um, the first qualifying test can be based on a statistical sample, which we might cover when we talk about routine testing later on, um, which is a, a, a sample of the, the flock designed to give a 95% chance of picking up a 2% uh, incidence of disease. Um, but there are certain requirements that have to be met for them to do that stat statistical sample uh, first QT. Um, the flock needs to be established for a minimum of three years and 90%, at least 90% of female replacements need to be homebred. Um, and any purchased animals in the past three years need to have come from MVCA accredited flocks or herds. That's often the sticking point with, with this one. Um, and there are no other animals on the holding that are to remain non-accredited. So it doesn't, it's not applicable if, if the client's going to keep a non-accredited non flock or herd as well. But if those four requirements are met, um, they can do a statistical sample, one QT, six to 12 months later, uh, a full two qual second qualifying test uh, of everything over 12 months of age. And then we'll get accredited at, at that point, providing all the other rules have, have been met regarding biosecurity, et cetera. And then they would be due their first um, routine flock test 
um, 12 months after that. So this brings us nicely to part two, maintaining MV or CAE accredited status. So you were talking about, um, you know, once once a member becomes accredited um, and they've passed their two qualifying tests um, and then they get, um, they're, they're then on to a routine periodic blood test. So, so just just fill us in. What 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 will the 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 vet need to do for the client once they've they've passed their two qualifying tests? Well, at the um, the first routine uh, periodic test is due twelve months later in that in that situation, and um, there are um, submission forms which we would routinely send out but you can also uh, access on, on on the website which uh, as well as listing the animals includes the required declarations by owner and vet um, that the rules have been met and checked uh, and, and that meets the requirements for us to uh, accredit the uh, maintain the accreditation of the of the flock the, the basis of a routine um, test is on a statistical sample of the flock and it's based uh, on animals over 18 months of age in this case, unlike um, the qualifying tests, which are over 12 months of age. Mm -hmm. The other thing to think about is um, we're not talking about unis today, but often the, the flocks will do their unis certification testing at the same time um, um, when, when they fall in the same years and um, the unis is down to 12 months of age as well. So they need to remember to you need to remember to sample those animals. But for just the MV or CAE, as animals over 18 months of age, and it's based on a statistical sample, as we say, to, to give a 95% chance of picking up a 2% incidence. Now, there's a couple of things to bear in mind. There's, there's a table both on the submission forms and in the rules, which gives you that sample. Basically, small, small flocks need to test just about everything. If they're under 55, Adults, they would need to test them all. And then it's a sliding scale. Um, you know, if they've um, got 200, they would need to test around about 100 of them. But if they've got, uh, you, you never go above 150. So even a flock of 1,000 only has to test 150. So it, it's, a, it's a sliding scale that way. A couple of things that need to be uh, borne in mind is that if there are groups that are managed substantially separately, you would need to calculate a, a stat sample, a statistical sample, separately from each group. So if you've got uh, two groups of 100, you would need to do 80 out of each rather than you know, calculate it from a, a single group of 200. Um, <clears throat> you should include um, all uh, breeding males 18 months of age or older in that. So you need to include all your breeding males over 18 months and the rest made up of, of females. Um, we'll come on, probably come on to added animals shortly, but um, added accredited animals needed a test six to 12 months after joining. Um, and if any of those are done at the same time as the routine test, they need to be done in addition to the, the calculated number. Any um, added accredited animals that are that being there less than six months would need to be included in the um, in the flock test in the normal way, but would still need their six to twelve month test um, um, following that as uh, as well. Okay, Th thanks, Dave. Um, 
So going back to somebody who's actually um, established an accredited flock by buying in animals and then the vet's done a premises check, um, the rules state that the timing of this test will need to be 6 to 12 months after the arrival of the first purchased animals onto the holding. What do they then need to do with regards to their first routine periodic blood test in that situation, Dave? Yeah, it's 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 slightly different with um, uh, if they've purchased accredited animals and established that way in that they um, if providing the the premises check um, uh, is is all correct, then they maintain their accreditation, but they need to test in six to twelve months. And, and that test is down uh, down to 12 months of age um, rather than um, rather than 18 months of age. Um, right, that's worth knowing, isn't it? That's probably and it must be true. yeah, it must be yeah. must be all animals over 12 months of age um, rather than a, just a statistical sample, unless. Um, the, there are large numbers of animals come from a in the, from one source flock, in which case you can do a statistical sample of that group of animals. Um, so if, if you, you can always get in touch with with us if 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 you need to work out what needs sampling, but it's basically um, uh, everything over twelve months of age, unless there's more than fifty five animals from any particular flock, in which case then they can do a statistical sample on on those. Um, following that, they're then in the same position as a, um, any other flock which has passed this 1QT and that they're due a, a normal routine test 12 months later. And providing that's negative, um, if, then the, the, the next routine flock test would be due in two years uh, after, after, after that, providing it's negative. So if the holding has... Um, non-accredited animals under the same kind of day-to-day -day management, then um, that flock stays on two-yearly routine testing. Um, if there are no non-accredited animals on the holding or under the same management, then the following test, they can go on a three-yearly testing and, and, and remain on three-yearly testing. That's a really important point you raised about the non-accredited flock um, on the same holding as an accredited flock. Um, I think that's you know that that's sometimes overlooked, isn't it, Dave? And that's that was a new rule that was put in there. Um, yes, no, that's right. And, and mm. when it is present, um, when the accredited flock is undergoing their um, uh, routine test, then um, we need a um, a screen of the non-accredited flock at the same time, and that is um, twelve animals selected to be either um, thinner or, or non-productive. So um, higher risk animals for MV basically. So um, the vet would select um, ideally uh, 12 animals from the non-accredited flock, say either cull use or animals that are otherwise thin without any obvious reason um, or have produced um, poor lambs, uh, poor milk. Um, and they, they're tested for MB uh, as well, just because obviously if the non-accredited flock has MB, it's, uh, it's a higher risk to the accredited flock under the same management. And that accredited flock in that situation would have to remain on annual testing mm. until 
um, the risk um, of envy from the non-accredited flock is dealt with. Okay, so that brings us on nicely to um, the vet who has a client for routine periodic blood tests. And I know you you have touched on this already, but so how many animals um, would need to be tested and which animals need to be tested? Just recapping really on what you've already said. Yeah, so it's a, a statistical sample from each separately managed group in the in the flock or herd um, so it's up to a maximum of 150 um, per separate group in in large um, flocks and uh, it's a sample of everything over 18 months of age calculated from the table in the rules or on the on the form including all breeding males um, and any animals undergoing the added accredited animal six to 12 month test at the same time must be done in addition to that calculated number. This is part three, added animals. So, so Dave, now we're going to come on to um, added animals. Um, what happens if a client um, buys in animals that are accredited um, into the, the, onto the holding? What, what will they have to do with regard to their, their accredited flock? Right. The, uh, the usual way, if they want to um, buy in the animals and add them to their established accredited flock, is that they can do that. If they've come from an uh, accredited flock um, and not lost their accreditation through a breakdown in biosecurity through the sale, the sale process, then they can go straight into the flock. What we, uh, what we need is a, a, a test from them six to 12 months after joining the new flock. Um, it was identified as, as, as a risk factor when it was looked at a, a few years ago by a, a colleague of mine that buying in accredited animals is actually, it can be a bit of a risk. So if you check them six to 12 months down the line, any infected animals should be testing positive um, and you, you can uh, identify them before they, they, they cause too much problems. I mean, the number that test positive is very low, but um, it's an extra safeguard. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if they're going to join the flock, you would test them six to 12 months after joining and um, they maintain their accreditation all the way, all the way through. The, the other way you can do it is um, if you buy in, say you buy in a bunch of um, uh, accredited uh, ULAMs and you keep them as a totally separate biosecure group on your farm. So you establish them as a separate group that is fully separate from your own flock as per the full biosecurity rules of the scheme. Um, and in that case, it's an, it's an analogous situation to setting up a, a, a new flock from accredited animals in that they maintain their accreditation and um, they are due their first test in six to 12 months time, effectively. So you could either do their test in six to 12 months time and keep them as a separate group, or if, they were, if they're gonna be sold on um, in a year's time, um, they do their test at 12 months. There's always, there's a month's leeway built into the um, accreditation. So effectively you get 13 months. So they can be sold before that 13 month point as accredited animals to a new flock yeah. um, without um, further testing uh, at the intermediate holding. Obviously when they go to the final destination, um, they uh, uh, be due their six to 12 month test uh, 
you know, after joining uh, the, uh, the final, the final flock. So establishing groups like that, which are not breeding flocks, you can do that. That's possible. Um, they either need to be established from accredited animals like that, or they need to um, be animals that have um, passed the, uh, the qualifying test for added animals, which uh, for non-accredited animal added animals, which we can we can cover. And and if they are maintained as a separate group, uh, they would need annual testing to keep their accreditation as, as a non-breeding group. Thank you, Dave. That's really comprehensive. Um, um about adding animals and and getting on to covering uh, a farmer member who's brought in non-accredited animals and the accredited animals um, to be part of their flock accredited flock going forward what would they need to do yes they can they can qualify non-accredited animals there's always some degree of risk um but um if they go through the, qualif the um, uh, qualifying process, you know, that should be well managed. So uh, the first important point is um, they go through two qualifying tests, six to 12 months apart, but all animals in that group must be a minimum of 12 months of age at the first qualifying test. Um, so um, the, the animals that are tested, can't be under 12 months of age at the first QT and also they can't be lambs at foot or, or younger animals mixed in with the group that don't get tested um, in this situation. So everything in the group must be tested and everything must be over 12 months of age at the first qualifying test. Um, provide that's negative, um, then um, the second qualifying test for added animals is due um, six to 12 months after, after that. We sometimes get asked about adding animals to the group between qualifying tests. Um, so if it's, it's possible to add accredited animals to this qualifying group um, without changing the timing for the second qualifying test, but those, ad those added accredited animals will need a six to 12 month test um, as per normal added accredited animals, you know, whether you can time that to be at the same time as the second QT or they need done separately but the group can take their second qualifying test at uh, six to 12 months after the first, same as normal. If, um, if they want to add non-accredited animals to the qualifying group between qualifying tests, then um, the, the animals to be added must test negative. Then if they are added, the group can't take its second qualifying test until at least six months after that animal was added. So it affects it. It resets the six months um, for the um, that must pass before the second qualifying test. So as the, if the if the group's been together two months and non-accredited animals tested negative and added, then there needs to be another six months before the second QT, effectively eight months after the first. Um, <clears throat> the other situation which can increase risk is if animals are removed from the qualifying group between first and second qualifying test um, because it, you know it can take months up to six months um, very rarely longer but up to six months for animals to to zero convert to uh, to mv so animals that are negative at the first qualifying test could be uh, incubating infection and they could um, you know start shedding infection 
before the second QT, um, which is why we have the six month gap between. If animals are removed from the group before the second qualifying test, they're effectively untested. We don't know if, they've, if, they, if they were negative at the first, but then they've gone on to become uh, positive animals. So it, it does increase the risk, but um, it's difficult, particularly with larger groups, um, because um, it's the nature of the thing that some animals will, uh, some animals may die, some animals may be moved for, 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 for unavoidable reasons. But um, <clears throat> we ideally, no animals would be um, moved, uh, would be removed from the group between first and second qualifying test. If um, animals uh, are removed for sickness or death between the first and second qualifying test, then we ask that the uh, the, the the client's vet um, does a clinical assessment, and um, if MV is considered a possible diagnosis or a risk, then um, it should be investigated through samples or postmortem or, or whatever. So basically, there's a there's a veterinary assessment as to whether that MV is a, a risk in that situation. If animals leave the group for another reason, if if they're cold or, or, or whatever. Um, it should be as soon after the first qualifying test um, as possible, or ideally the animals should be tested before they leave. Um, it's it's hard to put hard and fast rules on these things because um, you know, particularly with sheep, you know what it's like. Management situations are very different, but but that's the principle of the thing, and um, we we have. Um, uh, a rule there that if more than 10% of the qualifying group is removed and doesn't have a second test, mm -hmm. we may require the second qualifying test to be delayed until six months after they were removed. So um, it depends on a kind of risk assessment on a case-by-case -case basis. But the, the principle is to limit as far as possible any removals from the qualifying group and to, if it is going to happen, either test them or do them as soon after the first QT as possible. Thank you, Dave, and uh, thank you to our listeners. We hope that um, you found this useful, uh, comprehensive overview of MV and CAE accreditation schemes, um, the testing and paperwork requirements. Listen out for future podcasts um, in this on the Hoof series because we'll also be doing other podcasts for the health schemes uh, with Dave in the coming months. So we hope you found this useful. Uh, don't forget to listen in to future episodes on the On The Hoof podcast series on our SRUC platform and on similar platforms such as Spotify, simply put in SRUC and On The Hoof. Thank you for listening.